What's up, party people? Todd Tremonti here. Thanks for tuning in to the Dallas-Fort Worth Real Estate Weekly Podcast. We've got some bonus content for you today. I love that you're checking out our weekly real estate updates for the market here in Dallas-Fort Worth, but we love to get you some bonus interviews or educational content about the Dallas-Fort Worth area markets or things happening in the real estate world. So check out this bonus piece of content. Also check out all the other stuff we're doing over at Todd Tremonti Team. Dot com where you can find videos and podcasts and blogs and home search and property valuation and all sorts of fun stuff over there. TodTremontyTeam.com. Check out this bonus content and we'll be back with more very, very soon. You got problems, y'all. This living on land thing ain't easy. You want a house on some land? Let me be clear. It's freaking amazing, but there are also some problems. Every situation has pros and cons. When it comes to living on some land, first of all, there's an airplane and there's a lawnmower. So neighbors, you know, surroundings, but here's the deal. Neighbors actually are potentially the biggest problem. So before you decide to live on land, is your neighbor raising goats or is your neighbor doing the ranchette mini farm thing and they've got more budget than sense? I might, I might pick that neighbor. It just depends. So number one on the list of problems with homes on land is neighbors. The thing is this, if you are way out in the country and you have 100 acres, that's not what I'm talking about. Those are some of the best neighbors on the planet and you can't even see them. I'm talking about you've got one or two or five acres kind of closer in town or on the edge of town. And you might have one or two or three neighbors that don't necessarily have the same property type as you. And that doesn't mean they're bad people, but you might need to assess before you buy this. How do I drive onto my property? Do I have to drive across theirs? Do we share a driveway? Where are our mailboxes? Does their uh, runoff, does their water run onto my property? So that's where neighbors are a slightly different analysis when it comes to homes on land than they might be in a traditional neighborhood home. So number one is neighbors. Make sure you get a feel for what they are, meaning what property types. Are they commercial use, industrial? Are they also residential? Are they farm and ranch? Do things smell? Are things loud? Do they have operating hours that are different than your normal coming and going times? Or are they amazing people invested in the same type of lifestyle as you? Homes on land might be you just want room to play, might be you want privacy, might mean you want to work out back. Let's just make sure we know what property types and what those people are like around us. This is true for all property types, but people tend to under-investigate that when it comes to home on land. Number two is water, okay? Are you working off of a well? Do you have city water? Do you have city sewer? Do you have septic? So let's call that water, sewer, trash type things. I've got a buddy and a client that loves a home on some land. They literally don't have professional trash service. He throws it in the back of the truck and hauls it to another location. I have another friend and client, similar situation. They do have trash and city services, but they're probably 800 yards away at the main road. So they drive that down in the golf cart or the four-wheeler. You need to know these things before you buy or sell or determine you're okay doing things like that. Now, when it comes to a well, do you have a deep water well? Do you have access to year-round water? Do you have access to clean water? Or do you need to filter that water? Or do you have city water? And what's the cost of that? So none of these things are like rocket science to figure out, but you're going to want to know that before you buy or before you sell. You're going to want to have communicate the value or the nuisance of that. And you might want to know your options. Could I change that? If I have a well, could I switch to city water? Do I have access? If I have septic, could I switch to a main sewer situation or am I stuck with what I've got? Or do I prefer that? 
there are some people that prefer controlling their own system as opposed to sort of being at the mercy or have terms dictated by an outside provider. Another one is gas. A lot of homes on land are on propane tanks. They're on big 500 or 1,000 gallon tanks and they can control their own access or they might have access to a third party provider where they don't have to refill or they don't have to pay a lease or they don't have to call to refill, but they have basically forever access as long as there's no issue with demand supply. So there's lots of other things like that. Uh, there are fencing issues. That's kind of a neighbor thing, but you might be lo looking at barbed wire or wire fencing. You might be looking at you know traditional wood fencing where you do have a split cost with a neighbor or you need to work that out with a neighbor. You might have no fencing at all because you're in a rural area or you're in a deed restricted area where everybody's got the same fences, everyone's got the same property size and there are limitations to what kind of fencing you can have. These are the things we see clients, friends and neighbors have issues with the most. Another one that's becoming more popular is solar. We're seeing people that are moving onto land to be a little bit more energy efficient or cost efficient. And we see wide varieties of opinions on solar. So yes, uh, solar can work. We're seeing most people whose current opinions as of the filming of this video are that the finances still aren't working out wildly in their favor, but there are people that prefer that for other values and other reasons. But if you're buying a home with existing solar, you're typically taking over a lease or a financing plan. If you're selling a home with solar, you're typically dealing with buyers that do not want to take over your lease or your existing debt on that solar. Now, if you have fully paid for solar, that's more of a positive for buyers and sellers, but we do have issues with insurance. Uh, and in the DFW area where we work and sell a lot of homes on land, you have issues with hail and how insurance handles that and who pays the cost of removing it replacing it or removing it to replace a roof and put it back on. So these are some of the biggest problems. Another one that comes up not quite as often as the others, but it's just maintenance, right? Mowing the grass on three acres. I don't know if you knew this, that's more than mowing the grass on a quarter acre. So what kind of equipment do you need? How often do you need to do that? How long does it take? Um, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to do part of that, but not all of that? And then that goes down and just an extends to total lawn and care and maintenance. Do you have the irrigation knowledge? Do you, do you know what it's going to cost to irrigate acreage as opposed uh, to a single family, you know, traditional postage stamp lot? Or are you going to irrigate part of it and not all of it? Are you going to plant trees, fruit trees, shade trees, those kind of things? Another big problem we see with homes on land is drainage, where you don't necessarily have, if you're used to living in a traditional neighborhood setting, you may not have a city sewer, or you might at the front or on the side of your property but you might need to put in some surface drains, some ditches, some French drains, some pop-ups, and think about how to move water on your property as a whole. If you've got five acres, you know, even if you're on a main road out front, you got to figure out how to get water from the back or the sides out to the front. Not exactly terribly difficult, but something you need to think about. There are more problems than that. There's also a ton of amazing advantages. Check out future videos and let us know in the comments, what have your biggest problems been or what are your fears that problems could arise if you bought a home on land or in your experience? We'll answer your questions there, or we might shoot another video on it, or we might have you on one of those videos with us. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home on land in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area, let us know. Our contact information is below. We'd love to earn your trust in your business. We can also connect you with agents and brokers all over North America.
Thanks for listening, folks. Hopefully you're liking the bonus content that we're throwing out on the podcast. If you do, share it, like it, subscribe it, do all the things people do. Also, if there's anything else we can do for you or any of the resources we ever mention on the show, head over to ToddTremonteTeam.com, ToddTremonteTeam.com to find all the goodies we talk about here on the podcast or the radio show or the YouTube channel or any other place. ToddTremonteTeam.com.